truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in here today, live and on demand. On Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I'm Steve Dace. Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre are here with me as well. Jam-packed Tuesday awaits for you because we're out of here for the rest of the holiday week after this. We're going to try to squeeze in as much as we absolutely can. 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, uh, the normal Tuesday fake news or not is coming your way. Next hour, though, we're going to do buy, sell, or hold a, a day ahead of time because it's one of our most popular segments. And it was, frankly, an opportunity uh, for us to just mail it in and have you guys come up with the content that there we're going to talk about is. next hour. Let's just, let's just keep it real. You know? I mean, we're living in a day and age where uh, Pete Buttigieg is a lying MF is trending number one on Twitter. I just, I feel like we've just got to keep it real money. You know what I'm saying? If we're going to live in that era, then that's why we're doing it. It's popular. Yes, that's, that's, that's a good reason. But the other one is we also know that you guys would come up with a lot of cool stuff for us to talk about for us so that we don't have to. So thank you. But before we get to all of that, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away? Brought to you by the presidential pooch. President Trump introduced the world to Conan the dog yesterday. He used the military dog who helped seal the fate of ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi recently. And it's, uh, it's trained that if you open your mouth, you will be attacked. You want to be very, very careful. President Trump also signed a bill into law yesterday making animal abuse a federal crime. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is, now do abortion. Ahora es el aborto. According to The Hill, Trump has also put Jared Kushner in charge of overseeing the construction of the border wall. No question about it, I am ready to get hurt again. In other news, the phrase Pete Buttigieg is a lying MF was trending all morning on Tuesday after an article of the same name was published at The Root by Michael Harriet, who detailed his experience as a black man from what he calls the hood and contrasted it with Pete Buttigieg's privileged background. Speaking of Pete Buttigieg, he was in Iowa recently and blamed the Syrian civil war on global warming. Now, you mentioned the security component. Uh, of climate. This is very important because we are already seeing evidence that conflict and migration crises are increasing because of things like droughts and fires that are accelerated by the problems in our climate. There's some evidence that this contributed, for example, to the Syrian civil war. Don't worry, Michael Bloomberg will save the Democrats. Protecting women's and LGBTQ rights, supporting our veterans, and reestablishing America's place in the world as a force for peace and stability. But more than plans, I offer the leadership to turn plans into reality, to roll up my sleeves, to motivate our country, to unite and rebuild America, and make it fairer and better. I'm ready to get to work, so let's get it on. A Comedy Central host tried to shame a black voter for being a Trump supporter. It didn't end too well. I think that's understands the needs of the black voter. Donald Trump. Huh? Uh, explain. Some of the stuff I've heard he's already doing is like prison reform. He's been hanging around black people as long as I can remember. They loved him until he ran for president as a Republican. 
Trump was the man. How many of you all still think Trump will win in 2020? Do you honestly think that any of these Democrats could beat Trump? If they all rallied for one, there's so many people running. So we all need to agree on who that one candidate is and then all the other candidates support him. Tell me who's that candidate. Elizabeth Warren. Trump 2020, baby. Independent journalist Andy No had his Twitter account suspended yesterday after he pointed out to Chelsea Clinton that the United States is one of the safest countries for trans people and that the murder rate for trans is lower than the rest of the population. Jezebel tweets, sunbathe your ass for wellness. News from the land down under previewing your glorious progressive trans future. At six foot two, weighing a hundred kilos and blessed with a mighty kicking boot, Hannah Mouncey should have been a shoe-in to play at the elite level of the women's Aussie rules competition. But late last year, the AFL said no, deciding she was too much of a physical threat to her opponents. Hannah believes there's another reason though. And finally, always keep your head on a swivel. All right, so I've got my trusty stopwatch, and here they come down the hill. It looks like Ruben is in the lead, and here comes out. Oh, jeez. That was a bad idea. At Riverside Park, Rob Leth, Global News. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by realestateagentsitrust.com. Before you get involved in the real estate market, make sure that you've got an agent you can trust. Don't take that for granted. You want an agent whose track record of success has been fully vetted, whose understanding of the market you're in and the marketing of that market has been fully vetted as well, as would their understanding of what the phrase uh, professional courtesy means. Uh, Because this is a highly relational process between you and your agent. And if there's not a rapport there, chances are that you're not going to experience the success that you want. So uh, a lot of people talk a good game, but who actually delivers the results when promised? Find out by going to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's different than other referral services out there. This isn't about finding clients for agents, but about finding an agent worthy of having you for a client. Only at realestateagentsitrust.com. The the video of that dude just dominating these women, okay? And physically, I mean, that's literally, that, it's, it's a guy in a wig. It's so absurd. And, and just dominating, uh, and, and the women that are out there in burkas trying to guard this guy, <laughs> who then just turns right around and whips, whips that ball about 90 miles yeah. an hour. That if, a woman, if one of those little 120, 130-pound women tried to stop that, it'd take their, their head off. And I got to tell you, I I may need to rethink some of my own thoughts about Islam. Yeah. The fact that the Islamist dudes, that's your daughter or wife or girlfriend? And some guy walks out there who's 6'3", 220 pounds, 
who's who's doing um who who who's doing deadlifts that are twice the weight of these women and he's out there doing these as dead he's doing deadlifts of that and and no fatwas were declared i i i don't know i i don't even know what to say to that if there was ever a time for a fatwa i, I just I, we you know what it's it's even more true than i thought it was we we kind of were the first program i mean i i've been on this this is a cult it is the it is the heresy of this era. As long as you've worked here, I've been on this because I started doing this years before you arrived, and and you've been here for how long? Four uh, years now. I don't know. It's, it's more be than six that. or seven. Okay, yeah, five. So I I think we it's even more true than I thought because if the Islamists are willing just to sit there and and take it, then. I I don't even know I don't I don't even know what to say to that. Do you know what to say to that? I, I mean I don't when 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 you can when they can be spayed or neutered by this, then you're you're dealing with a with a you're you're dealing with a level of of of, of malevolence. This is demonic malevolence, is what this is. Well, here's where you understand. Islam's reticence to embrace the the things of the West, because even though they're wearing hijabs, yeah, I said burkas. Thank you for correcting me. On that. No, well, that's yeah. okay. I, I, yeah. That's what I heard when you said it. But yeah. even though they're wearing them, the who are, I don't know where these women are from, but the fact that these women are where they are playing this sport at all, and then a guy who's six foot three is, and two hundred twenty pounds and doing deadlifts well, twice their weight comes out. Well, yeah. it's a liberalized attempt by whatever nation is sending those women forth uh to to ad, to advance to move forward whatever that's and then it runs crashing into this and it's almost like those scenes where Steven Crowder went into the Islamic bakeries to, yes. to, you know where there's just this in, uncomfortable in Dearborn Michigan like, and asked him to bake we, him we, a gay wedding cake yeah these guys yeah. we came to the west we don't want to live in, but yeah. and they're trying to negotiate this and all I can think of I mean this is there's a laugh tra- it's it's deadly serious but there's oh, we a broke, laugh track. the audience couldn't hear it. we broke out spontaneously laughing at that well, video. this is that Seinfeld because episode because it's the, it's the most ridiculous example of and it's it is every, it is the culmination of every slippery slope argument yeah. that we could in that we could imagine yes. just happening actually in real time yeah, do you remember that Kramer episode where he wants to learn karate and he takes karate with the the little kids and he says right. it's not the size of the opponent, it's the ferocity. Yeah. And that's what this is and people are just it's sitting Billy there Madison watching it. goaltending fourth grade kids. Right. Okay, like he's Patrick Ewing for the 85 Georgetown Hoyas, right? And and when they go up for a shot just stuffing it back in their face and in Billy Madison, that's uh, that's exactly what it is. Uh, and and there's only two reasons that that a man does something like that. He's he's mentally ill to the point that it should be considered to commit him. Um, or or this is this is demonic trolling and he is the vessel. That there there's nothing normal about that. That there is nothing normal about that. There's nothing even remotely 
um, abnormal about it. It's beyond that. It's it's beyond that. That it's 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 really just disturbing. And we're at a point now. I, I, I'm. There's no will to do anything about this. Obviously, I mean they're they're saying he can't compete at the highest level, but they were willing to let him compete up until that point. At at this point, it, it, and I hate to say this, I I, I don't, and I, but I can't think of another way to to restore some sanity. A woman is going to have to be assaulted in a bathroom or locker room. Or, or injured in the field of play before any, before anybody stops and says, what the hell is, is, are we doing with this? What is this? And then we'll all forget 48 hours later. That's that probably stop. true. Yeah. So let me rephrase that. It's going to have to happen. Those things are probably going to have to happen several times, would be my guess. There's going to have to have to be a lot of, several women that get assaulted in bathrooms and locker rooms and several women that just get injured. I don't, I don't, I don't know another, another way well, that we will rein this in. Well, or men will just decide to be men. There was a fantastic clip out. Did we have it on the show, Aaron, about the Antifa guy who tried to get in the way of the car? Oh, no. Did you see that, Steve? No, I did not. Well, that's your... Because see, I've just totally taken that solution off the table. I don't even think that's, I don't, that's, I didn't offer that as an option because I don't believe in our current culture that it is one. Well, this will replace like the terrorist getting nuked uh, for you. You, This will be your jam because there's one protester standing in the way of one car. And first the car, he just steps on it. He doesn't run him over, but he Mm -hmm. moves him with his car. Mm -hmm. And then the, the protester starts with whatever stick he had, starts clubbing the guy's car. The guy gets out of his car. Oh, tell me he beats. Please tell me he beat his ass. Oh, yeah, please he beat him good. And yeah. it was a, it was Thank the you. appropriate. Uh, the the guy will live, but yep. he got He's, the exact right yeah. beating he deserved. And I'm telling you, this is coming to a high school track meet near you. And I promise you, I'm like maybe 155. We're going to dance if you bring it to mind. It requires a Nehemiah moment where dude just storms the temple, starts ripping out beards and, and, and clocking people. And then when it's over, he says, Lord, I beat these people and ripped out their beards. Remember me for what I did for you. That's, that's what this is. Somebody I was at was, I was at a church thing last night and somebody asked me what my favorite book in the old Testament was. And I, I it's that one. That's my favorite one. Because of that, sometimes it just requires a weapon. Sometimes. Sometimes it's the only message people will hear and understand. As, as sometimes it requires a smiting. You know, the, the Savior who died for you, when he comes back, he's coming back with a sword and a robe dipped in blood. And it, and it won't be, uh, you know, to tiptoe through the raindrops, uh, dispensing uh, shaman, guru, hippie justice, it's going to be a reckoning. Some people just, some people just need to have their foot off, a foot broken off in their backsides. That's, that's the only time, the only solution, the only thing that will be heard is that. And the reason why I've taken that off the table collectively, because I think if we had men capable of that, we would not be in this position in the first place. I know. I mean, if that was, if, 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 
if you are the, if any of those dads, husbands, fathers, boyfriends, 10, 15, 20 years ago, the idea that you as a guy would even, you know, you, you, you know, you're going to have to fight every man in that or in that building to, to try to pull something like that off. And the fact that you're just unashamedly doing it now is indicative of the fact that you're, it, it's Goliath in the Valley of Elah. He knows, he knows that all of the men, all of the trained men of Israel, all of the soldiers are frightened and he can sit down there and say whatever he wants and do whatever he wants about their moms, their women, their God, anything. And nobody's going to do a damn thing about it. They know that. Until now, if you're telling me that there's a, there's a few Davids out there that'll walk up there and say, you know what, I got I got five smooth stones, but I think I only need one, so that the world may know that there is a God in Israel. Enough of this. I mean, who who is this freak? Who is this uncircumcised pagan Philistine who believes he can just stand here and taunt us and blaspheme the only God of the universe like this? That is an act of blasphemy, by the way. Mutilating yourself like that, denying the image in which you were created, I would argue is an act of blasphemy. One of the worst you could probably commit, I would argue. So we're in this position because I, I don't think there's the collective will among the men to do something about it. Because I think if there were, we, we wouldn't be in this position. But I'm open to that being an option. But when I, when I see the Islamists who will literally honor kill because it's Tuesday at 9.30 in the morning. If the Islamists can be tamed at this level, then I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know where the instinct in the West to push back against it comes from. And the only instinct you're going to get is there's just going to have to be a lot. There's going to have to be a lot of victims, unfortunately. A lot of women get hurt and assaulted. I, I don't know another way to stop this, which is sad. Can we talk about um, sunbathing your uh, garbage disposal? No, we can't. But that's a great segue to talking about Pete Buttigieg. So the... Um, <laughs> now you know how it feels. It wasn't, it wasn't me this now time. Now you guys. know how it feels. I'm sitting over here trying to trying to analyze analyze the leading Democrat candidate for president, and you're over there treating this like it's Eddie Murphy raw. All right, now you know how it feels. The soundtrack to the Steve Dace Thanksgiving special is going to be lit. Yes. So hamana hamana hamana. Let's transition. Shall we? But I didn't. <laughs> he did. He, he, that he, one I just didn't even do on purpose. I was just trying to get to my point. Yesterday, walking into the office, guy in the parking lot I've never seen before looked at me. He said, "Hey, are you that Pete Buttigieg comes from behind guy?" And you're like, where's my Second Amendment at, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and what happened? Um, he just liked it a lot, actually. So. Oh. It's like that one commercial where the guy wants to drive his car so bad, he just, he drives to tell you like rather than just uh -oh. hitting, yeah. clicking like on <laughs> yeah. it. Does that happen to you in real Appar life? Apparently, yeah. Well, 
all the stuff I told you was true from my own experience. And I don't want to claim like I have, you know, spent a good deal of my time in the black community because that's not true. All right. But I did grow up in a pretty racially diverse state. And I've probably spent more time, although it was in Iowa where there's not a lot of black people, I have probably spent more time in a black, in black churches and, and trying to mobilize and coalesce black and white people together around shared causes than almost anybody uh, in, in conservative media. I would guess the list of people who have done this are very small. And let's face it, we have a, a lot of us just have written each other off in these areas and don't think we can reach the other side, so we don't even try, right? Okay? So this, but all the stuff I told you theoretically this last week was true is playing out right now. So on Monday, or on Friday, we had the, uh, the, the leading uh, Democrat, a uh, black Democrat in South Bend, Indiana, endorsed Joe Biden for president over Pete, Mayor Pete. And now you have the root, which is kind of a, to try, and I'm not too familiar with it. I've seen it trend a few times, and I was just curious what it was. It's kind of the, um, the Colin Kaepernick is Jesus website. Is that fair, Aaron? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I, I think I, I, I'm not sure how to describe it, but it definitely it definitely is tailored towards the, the, the black audience. For sure. uh, but but from but not but a certain black audience. Yeah. It is the it's 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 the woke. It's the, you know what? Here's here's how I would describe it. VanJones.com. There you go. Is that fair? There you go. It's it's VanJones.com. Yep. And over at VanJones.com. Feature article today. Mayor Pete is a lying MF and it's still trending number one in the world on Twitter as we are broadcasting live. You are looking live, as Brett Musburger used to say. At trending number one on Twitter, Pete Buttigieg is a lying MF, courtesy of VanJones.com. This would be the time, by the way, to throw in the B-roll. This is right now David Axelrod, wherever he's at right now, is doing this right now. All right, seeing that trending on Twitter. Because he's like, Pete Buttigieg is trending, is a, is a lying MF, is trending number one on Twitter. We are so effed. That's what he's thinking right now. All right. But why, Steve? Hmm. Why? And then you'll have Nia Henderson. Mm. I finally looked up her name. I forgot it. I've, I've called her four different things this week, even though I've done like 10 interviews with her over the years. It's Nia. It's Nia Henderson. Over the Washington Post is still, I'm just, uh, I, I am, you know, I'm Van, I'm just, uh, I'm just mystified at what's happening here. And Van is still doing the thought bubble of, can I tell the truth about what's happening here? Or do I have to, you know, can I, can, does everybody understand? And, and, and the worst way for him to do something about this See, look at the way they're attacking him. You're privileged. See, the only people that believe so-called gay rights is the same as black civil rights are white, somewhat to a, somewhat affluent to very affluent leftists. The only people. The only people. The only. A graph that correlates the only people. exactly with yes. the graph from yesterday, where yes. these are the people who hate themselves. It is the most, it's the absolute most offensive argument you can make from the left in the black community is that. 
they are they are, it's 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 a stench it's offensive to them and he's already rolling it out because he's a he's he's a construct of the propaganda he he can't help but do it his his the fact that he's in anybody is because of this propaganda and now this is all coming to the forefront now and especially if you are if if you're as embedded in the in the intersectionality hierarchy as the root.com you know you know a white uh, homosexual guy has soared past you on the intersectionality flowchart and he's getting his way ahead of you you're watching Kamala Harris sit there at 2 and 3% you're watching Cory Booker who's a US senator at 1 and 2% and the mayor of South Bend Indiana the mayor of Poduck Indiana is leading the polls in Iowa and New Hampshire because he likes guys. He has like no qualifications, none. He's simply not qualified to be president on any level. He's not prepared at all. And then it just feeds your narrative because you know, you know the only reason he's there is because those exact same white progressives that Jordan Peele was panning and get out a couple of years ago when he won the Academy Award. Those exact same white progressives who look at people like you at theroot.com and say, well, I voted for Obama twice and I'd have voted for him for a third time if I could. Just like Bradley Whitford's villain character does in Get Out. That group you know, that's Pete Buttigieg's base because of virtue signaling 2020. That's right. You know it. You know it. The same people who put Rachel Dolezal on the Today Show because she to sympathize that she might identify as black. When you're like, what? Hell no, she's not black. You know. You know who's driving this train. You know. And they're going to throw you all in the back of the bus and drive over you with that bus once you're sitting in the back. Because they are at the top of the intersectionality food chain. And even though you outnumber them in terms of sheer votes, 10 to 1, and you're far more important to the Democratic Party than the rainbow jihad is from a voting standpoint, they own the pole position, man. You're in the pace car. You're sucking their exhaust. And that's what that article at The Root was about. That's an, that's an that's acknowledgement nice. of that. And I'm telling you right now, there's going to be more. Mark my words. Now that the seal, this is going to be like vile judgments on Demo- in the Democratic Party, okay? <laughs> the seal has been broken. This was, this was the first seal, all right? The trumpet has blared. There are going to be more seals, and I am here for this. See, I cannot wait. And this may be where that manhood I'm talking about may show itself, because in many ways, Mayor Pete is the exact same thing as that giant dude playing on that handball court with a bunch of women. I mean, you th- that's progressive propaganda. It's, it is a Frankenstein's monster, and you control it at the beginning. But sooner or later, you can't control it anymore. The monster controls you. And the only way... You, there's no managing it anymore. You just have to end that monster. That's mm-hmm. why you're right. That it is going. If it, It's either going to be a war... Or the progressive monster is going to go full-on Godzilla over this thing. And black America's place in that party is over. Kamala Harris is a U.S. senator from the most important state on the, progr- on, the, on, the, on the map for progressives. She's going nowhere. Cory Booker, U.S. senator, black, going nowhere. 
And this guy who is from Podunk, Indiana, is going places while you get left behind. Is that dog going to hunt? No, no, it's not. No, there, there will be, there will be more of this, and where you'll especially see it pick up is if he doesn't now. If he does more like what we saw in that clip there, okay. If if he does more of, you're right. There, there were there was never any hostility. Syria has been known as a rather as a garden spot, really a tourist attraction. I mean, I think it was down to either Syria or Moscow for Bernie Sanders as a honeymoon uh, back in the day. Um, and who? how many times have you seen people just weep when they find out that the trip they went on Wheel of Fortune was Syria, right? That, because until, until global warming, Syria was a destination spot. Syria, in fact, the national slogan was Syria is for lovers, right? That's where we were before global warming happened, right? Okay, the more stuff that Pete Buttigieg does like that, you, they, need, they, need, they need him to do a whole bunch more of that in the next month. Because if, we, if that doesn't happen and he doesn't implode, oh, there's going to be a lot more articles like that one in the root. A lot more. This is going to get brought up on BET and all kinds of other places. Absolutely it will. And Michael Bloomberg, really? How did that guy get become the ninth richest man in the world? I'm Michael Bloomberg, and I'm running for president. How do all these dumb, boring people get rich? I need to know! Somebody tell me. Fake news or not brought to you by Keeps. Who knows that losing your hair sucks? But what you may not know uh, is that the cause of your hair loss could be a hormone called DHT, and there are possible solutions. For example, the FDA has approved two hair treatment products that help control your DHT in order to prevent hair loss. It's even triggered hair regrowth in a good number of guys as well. But up until now, those products were very expensive and required a doctor visit, but not anymore. Keeps offers you the generic versions of these two FDA-approved hair products. So not only are they 90% effective, those are pretty good odds, therefore they'll work for you, but they're totally affordable. And we've got a special deal as well you can take advantage of by never even having to leave your couch. Just answer a few questions, snap a couple of uh, pics on your phone with your hair, send them in. And a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. And it's then shipped discreetly to your door. We could not make this any easier for you. So what if I made it even cheaper? Right now, you can get a free online doctor consult and 50% off your first order. That's right, 50% off your first order right now when you go to keeps.com slash why. Keeps.com slash why. Get 50% off your first order right now at keeps.com slash why. All right, let's get to it. It's Tuesday. It's time for Fake News or Not. I have selected the clips courtesy of news platforms and newsmakers that are supposed to be delivering real news to those of us here in the what's left of America. Todd and Aaron will then review the clips I have chosen. You will each decide. Is this clip fake news or not? So, about a month ago, the uh, Washington uh, Swampy Establishment, uh, hearts were a flutter. And they were in darn near orgasmic about a book written by some guy called Anonymous, essentially tried to primary colors uh, 
the uh, the Trump presidency. We didn't deal with it here because we have a policy of not dealing with stuff that about that either comes from or is about this White House that is anonymous, right? So why are we making an exception here? Because what you're about to see is Fox News attempting to dox who is the anonymous. Watch. If you look at the article, the author, David Kuznet, pretty much hits all the high points. I mean, he makes a very good case. And the question is, are you anonymous? Great question. As you mentioned, I have a book out right now with my name on it called Holding the Line. I do appreciate that the New Republic uh, said that the writing was excellent across both books. Uh, that's a great sales pitch. But I'll tell you what, if I was going to make an announcement like that, I'd, uh, I'd do it right. I'd come into the studio with you near in uh, New York City. So you're saying you're not denying that you're anonymous. You're just saying this is not the proper <laughs> venue to make that statement. Am I hearing you properly? Now, what I'm saying is I just heard uh, this reporting as I was coming over to the studio. I got invited on to talk about national security. And like you said mm -hmm. earlier, when you were talking with Jennifer, there's a lot to talk about there. There is a lot to talk about there, but there's also kind of a lot to talk about here, Guy. And, and I'm curious because why not just deny it outright? You, you sent out the tweet. You said you just heard about it on your way to the studio, but you sent out the tweet today. You know, not really denying it, kind of saying the swirl continues. What did you mean by that? Well, look, it's the latest in a long series of D.C. parlor games. It's not unique to this point in time. I mean, this has been going on for decades and decades. And, of course, uh, I, like many of your viewers, read the anonymous op-ed from uh, last year. So, like I said, uh, you know, it's interesting. I, I went ahead and retweeted out the story just because it mm -hmm. caught my eye and someone put it on my radar. And here's the detective work behind this. So what do you think? Is Guy Snodgrass, former top naval, retired naval officer, former top aide to former Secretary of Defense, General Mattis. Uh, is he the anonymous uh, here uh, warning that uh, Trump's uh, undoing all of our foreign policy shibboleths? What do you think? Oh, I think he is. But even if he isn't, and I'm just taking as a default that most of the people that are coming on the shows are just compromised, and that's the reason I want to run for office. I want to find out what exactly how and how that happens. I mean, I, I sort of know how, but I want to see it with my own eyes because I, I can also see this guy just deciding, like, of course it's not me, but I'm not going to tell anybody it's not me because this yeah, is I've fantastic. Got another I've, I've got another book yeah. out. It's good for my book sales, yeah. right? So it might yeah. not. I think the odds weigh in how he handled that that he is. But it, it, it would be very smart of him in a Machiavellian kind of way to play it exactly as he did, even if he isn't. So you think it's real news? Uh, One yeah, way or the other? I think so. That's yeah. the vibe I'm getting from him. Aaron? Boy, that sounds like the type of thing that somebody who would write an anonymous uh, book and op-ed would say. Um, but seriously, that does sound like something that uh, somebody who writes an anonymous op-ed and book would say. Um, I, I think I, the lack of denial there, and it goes on. That clip goes on a little while. Mm -hmm. and cut it off for time's sake. Why not just deny? I mean, if that's a load of bunk, why not just deny? Uh, that's, that's, that's really fishy right away. Um, secondly, because well, he could be in negotiations for a CNN gig right now. That's, that's true. And his leverage goes down if it's not him, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the, the second thing to, is to, and I want to make this really, really quick. Last week, we had Vindman... Who is a Purple Heart, apparently. And this week we have this retired U.S. Navy officer as well. Um, service to their country. Of course, everyone should appreciate that. But Vindman said last week that he's feeling marginalized by tweets. This week, it's this guy who is apparently not, um, not wanting to put his name on his criticisms 
of the administration. Talk about needing dudes. Come on, guys. Yeah, it, it, isn't it really hard to imagine when you watch Brennan on television with the clips we play? Is it is it isn't it hard to imagine that these guys actually I just don't under, we're we're, yeah. we're we're protecting the country from from the Islamists? I, I mean, what? As, as they once said in 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 the movie Guardians of the Galaxy, what a bunch of a holes. <laughs> Yes, and it's the most, isn't it the most deep statey thing ever to be sitting there on that show ripping on the things of the deep state? You know, this is always just how things go. Yeah. He rips on the things of the deep state to defend the most deep statey yep. thing possible. It's yep. just perfect. DC parlor games. All right, here we go. Shot chaser. Some double fisted fake news are not coming your way. Watch both these clips. Rudy Giuliani saying he has insurance. Oh, I don't know. Rudy's a great guy. Rudy was Rudy was the and he he covered that himself. You know that. Rudy is Rudy is the best mayor in the history of New York. In my opinion, the strongest mayor, the best mayor. I mean, I've seen I've seen things written like he's going to throw me under the bus. Right. When they say that, I say he isn't, but I have insurance. Aaron, I'm going to start with you. What do you think? The, the Giuliani throwing a shot yeah. across the bow of the president. Yeah. And on Fox News, no less. Yeah. Um, I, this is uh, this is Schrodinger's uh, Giuliani here. It, he both does have something on Trump and nothing at all at the same time. Those things can can be um, can be uh, true That's at so the same right. time. You know. So so yeah, that is that is uh, that is not fake news. But it is fake news at the same time. Yeah, that's exactly right. I can't, I can't do better than that. I can't. There, but it's because of that. That's why I say I really don't plan on voting for Trump in the next election. And it's going to get crazier, and there's going to be pulls on you to like to want to do it. And you, you got to try to be like Batman, the grown-up Bruce Wayne in the in the dark, uh, the first one. The Batman Begins when he goes back down in the cave. And he's made peace with the bats and he stands there and he just lets them swirl around him. That's you got to try to be that in this election because they're going to want you to bow down to the circus. Next clip, Michael Bloomberg, is he helping Trump's reelect? Bloomberg's billions will have an enormous impact. And consider this, there may be an impeachment trial in the Senate around that time, spring of next year. Senators Warren... Sanders, Klobuchar, Booker, Harris, they can't be on the campaign trail. They'll have to be in D.C. passing judgment at the trial on the president. It's hard to believe that Democrats welcome this. I can't see the supporters of Warren and Sanders suddenly jumping ship for the $50 billion man. I can't see rural moderates getting behind a candidate who has no time for guns. I can't see Southerners or Midwesterners supporting a climate warrior. Bloomberg not only splits the party, he throws it into even more chaos. And that means no matter who leads the Democrats next year, the party remains at war with itself. Bloomberg has opened the door to a Trump win in 2020. Todd, fake news or not? Uh, it's mostly mostly fake news. I, I just we just showed that scene. And we laughed at it of Michael Bloomberg droning on to That's, lullaby music. I mean, that don't... clip, I'm Michael Bloomberg. This is... And yeah. I'm I'm running for president. Th- this is... 
This is not a man who suddenly changed the game in any way, shape, or form. And we talked yesterday what would need to happen from him in order to do that. Uh, he would have to start playing hands that he, you know, again, it, the, the the soda pop thing, That that's not going to be, he's got to dial everything up to 11 and, and all that would be risky. There's no, it, there's no way the, the guy who made money on making the smart play, the, the, the strong hand of poker, the long view, I mean, the level of risk he will have to take, even with all the money he has, uh, just to reputation, to go to play. He, he risked turning himself into Joe Biden. You know, Joe Biden is sitting there doing, you know, yes, I speak jive and I've always been for the transgendered and all that stuff. You can't. It, so there's no way his entry into this does, suddenly does something that dynamic. Uh, uh, to this race. Aaron, what do you think? Um, this is a glass half empty, half full type of thing. It's mostly true, but his specific analysis regarding Michael Bloomberg, um, not so much. I think the, the party is probably going to be... Can, can you think of a single candidate right now that would absolutely make every faction of the Democratic Party happy? I, I don't know if that candidate is out there necessarily. And so I'm, I'm not sure that I, I don't think that Michael Bloomberg is going to be the one responsible for the Democrats being at war with one another. They're, I think that's just the way things right. are uh, right now. So the, depending on the way that you look at that, it, it could be true news or fake news. But I, I will say most of it is probably true about the whole. I mean, these people are going to be at each other's throats yet again. I just saw another story uh, this morning of Obama saying that he's uh, willing to stop, do what needs to be done to stop Sanders from being the nominee again. So who knows? See, I, I think your analysis there, Aaron, is really spot on because I, I, everything that Stuart Varney says in that clip was true before Michael Bloomberg got in. Right. And I, not I just don't because think Michael, he sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had his voice. But uh, Michael Bloomberg didn't open the door for anything. That, that door was already open, which is why Michael Bloomberg senses the opportunity to, to insert himself. But what you're watching is the Democratic Party make the same mistake the Republicans made in the, going into the 2012 cycle. That was a party also at war with itself. What was its vision going to be? Well, anybody but Obama. That's not a vision. That may be what you want as a Republican, but that's not a vision to go sell a country then post-convention in a national election. What does, how's the country better and different with whoever your nominee is? Figure that out first, and that's your, that's your path to anybody but Obama, is that. And the Democrats are doing the same exact thing now. Um, and, and now their candidates are actually trying to communicate a vision. Um, and that's a problem because that vision is outside of the, even, even we are still a, a, a center, you know, a, a right of center country. That right of center has moved far to the left, com, even compared to where it was 10 years ago. But they're, they're beyond even that. You know, they have, they didn't, they didn't open the Overton, win, their Overton window here. They jumped through it. There's like shattered glass all over the ground. All right. The, the stuff they're running on and talking about and campaigning on. Pete Buttigieg now running as the moderate, but then after he takes the lead, now wants to talk about how Syria was a was a tourist spot until global warming. That they they cannot escape their own zeitgeist. So meanwhile, their candidates are out there trying to articulate some vast leftist vision, when their base is just looking for somebody who can beat Trump. Well, the problem is if you want somebody who can just beat Trump, the vision your candidates are running on will not do it. It actually plays right into Trump's hands. So Varney's 
forecast of the, of the larger picture in the Democratic Party is accurate. But the idea that Michael Bloomberg is 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 cementing this, no, he's he's neither this. It's like he's like Trump. He's neither the solution nor the problem. He's a symptom. It, it's it, it's that dynamic already exists, and that's why Michael Bloomberg senses a chance to see if he can get in and and steal this himself with a few hundred million dollars at the end. Let's get to the next clip, and this one is Rick Perry talking theology. God's used uh, imperfect people all through history. King David wasn't perfect. Uh, Saul wasn't perfect. Solomon wasn't perfect. Uh, And I actually gave the president uh, a little one-pager on those Old Testament kings about a month ago. Hmm. And I shared it with him. I said, Mr. President, I know there are people that say, you know, you you said you were the chosen one. Uh, And and I, I said, you were. I said, if, if you're a believing Christian, you understand God's plan uh, for the people who uh, rule and, 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 and judge over us on, on this planet in our, in our government. So there's, that, there's more to that clip, all right, that you're not being shown, uh, because Perry talks about uh, Barack Obama in the same context. And so the, the, Paul is very clear. Well, in the Old Testament, it says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. And, in, and Paul says in the New Testament that um, there is no authority on earth except that which God ordains, permits, allows, etc. So, fake news or not there? What do you think, Aaron? So, this is kind of my reaction for those of you watching as, as I listened to that. Um, it was... Uh, it was nodding my head at first and then kind of shaking my head at the end. Um, I, I think I think the additional context there, this is the clip that I pulled and it I don't know it was it was a little bit shorter than that. Knowing that additional context though, um, I, I think I think he was on the right track there. Like the first half of, half of that clip is absolutely 100% true news. I mean, um, Rick Perry saying and actually dropping the term flawed men, not perfect men, not dropping all the names of the kings, uh, saying they were not perfect. They were not perfect. God still uses them. That is 100 percent on the money. Um, but the whole um, you were chosen. I mean, that is true as well. If God is if God is absolutely uh, if he's omniscient, then yeah, and all powerful, then he ordains things to happen as well. But I get my spidey senses just starts tingling when it's like, yeah, you've been chosen, you've been anointed, all this type of stuff. Uh, because I'm not sure. I don't know what Perry's motivations I, for saying I, I that I think is. the problem there, Aaron, is Fox doesn't understand what Rick Perry's talking about. Because it's largely a secular-driven institution as, as well. You know? I mean, um, I, you know, when Bill O'Reilly was still hosting the O'Reilly Factor, he was on there talking about the Old Testament being metaphor. It's not. It's history. Okay. So I think Fox is largely a secular-driven institution. And so that's where they're, they're up there talking about the, the chosen one. I think they don't understand much of what Perry's talking about, the nuance of it, and are just, you know, looking to uh, feed chum to a base that eats that, you know, eats that stuff up. Todd, this next final clip is for you. Are we having a real or recreational impeachment? 
Democrats have to decide if this if they want a real or recreational impeachment. A real impeachment means calling people like Giuliani and others to appear and then compelling them to appear. You can't create the the period the shortest period of investigation in history for an impeachment and then impeach a president for failing to turn over documents in that period because he went to the courts. If that is obstruction for a president to seek judicial review in a conflict with Congress, then you could have impeached every living president, particularly Barack Obama, who made the same type of extreme interpretations when he refused documents of witnesses in Fast and Furious. So that's Jonathan Turley, who's a well-known constitutional law professor, was on Fox constantly during the Clinton impeachment, which means that's why I put that clip on here. He's going to be familiar to a lot of you in our audience, even if you don't remember the name. Todd, what do you think? Uh, well, that's a uh, real grown-up, uh, but it's uh, fake news to the extent they've already decided. Yes. They, they, they don't have right. Right. Uh, anything to do anything I mean, has, serious. This is kind of the inverse of Stuart Varney, right? In that his analysis is, is right yes. on, every, and, and even the, the final application, yes. but the Democrats have already yes. rejected his premise, right? Yes. Yeah. If I do it, how much time do I have? I don't, Got about a minute. Well, the, the last one with Rick Perry, that is total fake news. In the scripture, it talks about, you know, when are we supposed to eat meat boiled idols and not, and, and you're taught about uh, yeah, the contents of what you're ultimately trying to accomplish. This conversation is totally lost uh, on anybody who might be caring, and simultaneously, you're sitting there passing federal legislation to protect animals while you do nothing to protect babies at that level good grief get straight just exhausted by that utter fake news buy sell or hold coming up next stay tuned And we're back. It's our final hour before we get out of here for a long Thanksgiving week. Here we are live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. If you do listen to us each day via the podcast, if you've got time to give us a five-star review wherever you get the podcast from, we would be very grateful because the more of those we get, the more the podcasting algorithms like us and the more they help us to find more people like you. Thank you to thousands of you that have done that for us already. 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Part one of Buy, Seller Hold brought to you by Patriot Mobile. Imagine that your cell phone is a voting booth every time you turn it on and go to use it. And then when you do, you're voting for fake collusion, fake impeachment, open borders, gun confiscation, baby killing. That's a terrible thought, but depending on where that corporation you get your cell uh, and mobile uh, network from, depending on where they donate your money, that's that's essentially what you're doing. And that's where Patriot Mobile comes in because they're the only veteran-led conservative mobile phone company. They don't even include like these hidden fees, like AT&T is currently being sued for, the administrative fee that has them in court. No hidden fees, no leftist agendas, just the same nationwide 4G LTE network you get from everybody else. But this time, your money goes towards causes and values that you agree with and support. And with plans starting as low as $25 a month, why not make the switch now? And if you need another incentive, here's one. Between now and Cyber Monday, when you make the switch, when you open a new line, a free Moto Z3, one of the hottest hard pieces of tech on the market right now. The free Moto Z3, when you open a new line through Cyber Monday, 
When you go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze, that's patriotmobile.com slash blaze, the free Moto Z3. When you open a new line between now and Cyber Monday at patriotmobile.com slash blaze. Let's get to it. It's by Solar Hold. Aaron, with a lot of help from you in the audience, we'll be throwing you and I, Todd, a, a few predictions, propositions, statements, etc. You and I will decide, are we going to buy that? Are we selling it? Once per show, we are permitted to put a hold on it. But if it's for any reason other than because this is so lame, even it, it insults our mediocre intellect, you will be beaten with a drumstick. Aaron. All right, and a fair warning to everyone, including myself, if you're really hungry right now, um, that's probably not a good thing because a lot of these involve food because it is Thanksgiving and we will end with my own list, top 10. I did a power ranking of the top 10 Thanksgiving food staples that will be at the end of the show. We'll start. What could, what could possibly go wrong with that? We'll start with the obligatory ripping on stuffing. Ross Hartman says stuffing is the most overrated Thanksgiving food. I think it depends on the stuffing. Um, I'm not, you know, when I was a kid, my mom was a really good cook, but I couldn't stand her stuffing because my stepdad wanted like oysters, you know, um, alley cats. Um, you know, we were just literally going out in the yard, you know, grabbing dirt, throw it in, you know, oysters, oysters uh, taste like the beach. Yeah. Eyes of newt wing of bat, you know, I mean, we, we she would have like this cauldron, and I, I I couldn't even say some of the words of the things that went in here, and so I that I'm not into. You know, uh, I am your ugly American. You want the red box? I love stovetop, man. I freaking love it. Okay, this year though, first Thanksgiving since Amy and I have been married, we are not doing stovetop. All right, as much as I love I love the red box, I do love stovetop. As much as I love it though, um, we found something at Costco. It's like this cranberry stuffing, mm. and I thought it looked great. Okay, I'm, I'm proud of you. So we're gonna do that this year. Okay, but if it, so, if we're talking the stuffing where man, it's you know, it it's literally a witch's brew. I'm I'm totally out on that. You know, so just like I don't like olives and all that crap on my pizza, pepperoni, sausage, cheese, sauce. Thank you. All right. So if it if it, it's not so much the stuffing for me, it's everything you stuff it with. But this just cranberry stuffing, it looked like stovetop with cranberry. That's you, why that's why I bought it. You doing the fried turkey again? Yes. No, we're doing a smoked turkey this year. Oh, gotcha. We're doing a smoked turkey this year, and um, we're gonna do a because um, I'm really there's only a couple of us that actually like really like turkey, and so we have a ton left over, um, which I'm fine with. But more that left over than we can eat. Who doesn't like turkey? Most of the people in my family actually don't like turkey. I love it. Aunt, my daughter loves it because she's exactly like me. So this year we're doing the smoked turkey and we're doing a spiral ham, both. So we're doing both of them. I, I disagree. This is it, it's stuffing is actually one of the most underrated. He's got it totally backwards. Understood. Uh, Jeff Boswell says, if turkey was made the national bird like Bren Franklin wanted, uh, duck would be the uh, dish served at Thanksgiving instead. You guys ever had duck? I have. Not in a long time. But yeah, I've had it before. Yeah. Um, I just had duck for the first time last week. Really good. I don't know. I, I would sell. I, I think it could be all the more reason to yeah. serve to turkey. Don't you? Agreed. Yeah. yeah. All righty. Uh, what, what's more, what's more um, red-blooded American than... We eat our own national bird. I mean, that, that's that's a great. Point. That's that's yeah. you want to make a jingoistic statement, man. That that that's an own, don't you think? We eat our birds. Yeah, we 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 don't we don't you know 
we eat our yeah, national like symbols. a good solid American ho- Holocaust. Yeah. I mean, we just don't we strip it down. Yes. All right, Constantinos Rhoditis says there will be more articles or stories denying the biblical truth of Jesus this Christmas season than there will be about Christian white people committing genocide on Native Americans this week. Those are both uh, traditions unlike any other, you know, around Christmas season, mm-hmm. denying, the, uh, denying the authenticity of that story. Around Thanksgiving, talking about how Christians uh, slaughtered uh, the Native Americans. I'm going to buy that, though, because uh, we've seen a lot more of the Thanksgiving stuff over the years. And there has been in the last, just the last couple of years, a, a more rapid acceleration of the, of the Christmas stuff. And, and you guys just need to know that there, there really isn't a, his, a respected historic, his, historical archeological figure in the world who doesn't believe who, who believes Jesus Christ never lived. But don't let that stop you. There's just not. That there, you have more evidence of his of his of his life that almost every any person who lived um, in, in the history of antiquity. Now, there's all kinds of people that don't think he rose from the dead, don't think he's the Messiah, don't think he's the Son of God. That's a separate debate. But there, there, there is there there is no respected historical archaeological figure who doesn't believe that there was a person named Jesus of Nazareth two thousand some odd years ago. That that the person just doesn't exist anywhere except the op-ed pages of the Washington Post, the New York Times, uh, YouTube, and Twitter. All right, but in academic circles, people who want people like me flogged and imprisoned, and and think that we are theocrats that will ruin their progressive utopia, they don't even deny that there was a person that lived named Jesus of Nazareth. Okay, but. That hasn't stopped them the last couple of years, and I think the more secular we get, the more fist-shaking we become, I think you will see even more of it. I am going to sell based on the movie Frozen 2, because the latter in that equation has sprinted uh, to the lead. That movie, and that movie also has a, a anointed the notion of a sort of uh, Christ child. That movie is very much about uh, the, you know, the white man... Uh, holding uh the uh the native spirit uh down but it turns out that uh you know spoiler alert if your kids are you know it well you, you need a little bit more time but elsa is more than you thought she's not just a woman with powers she is power she is godhead and she's way more than you think and not in a way that's particularly entertaining so yeah i'm gonna have to sell all right, moving on. Jim Stalker is trying to throw a wrench in this otherwise nice discussion. He says the Shroud of Turin is the legit burial cloth of Jesus. Bye. I have I have no idea. I, I don't I, I, I have I have no idea. So I, a hold. Yeah, um, yeah. I, that that. That question is not beneath my mediocre intellect. It is beyond it. I, I don't know the answer. So I will hold. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Joseph. Uh, I do. One thing, though, I, we have done like carbon t- dating and stuff, though. It, haven't we how, in recent years? How reliable it does, is carbon it dating, though? Well, it, it only goes back. That, what I always find funny is when people cite carbon dating on like evolutionary arguments. It only goes back like, I, th- I want to say 14,000 years is how reliable they, the current scale of carbon dating. Is that what it is? Something like that? 
I don't know. Yeah. So, but the carbon dating doesn't, I don't believe does anything to help you with like the fossil record or anything of that nature. But I do think they did, uh, didn't they let it out for carbon dating and stuff a mm-hmm. few years ago and didn't it at least carbon date to that, that time of history, didn't it? I don't know. I'm asking. I don't, I don't know. I've watched. I'm not, I'm not like an expert on this on any, on, at any point. I don't know the answer. So the more science they throw at this, they aren't getting any closer to uh, solving it, at least in terms of what I saw last. But the one thing about it is if it's like a, a painting, it's it, apparently it's a perfect photographic negative. Mm-hmm. Just so the, it's exactly what would happen if a beyond comprehensible burst of energy mm-hmm. entered That's that venue it, it, it it's yeah it's not like I, when i say it i know I, i'm very well aware of what it is i just yeah. don't know the yeah the, my, the 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 challenges and and defenses to it that i'm I, not aware of my posture on this type of stuff is it's a curiosity um but it's not something that my faith hinges upon and i don't think it would for any of us or any, most people listening it's more of a curiosity in my mind but my faith isn't going to change if it ends up being some sort of uh, fictitious um, creation. So, okay. Uh, Joseph Kurnow says pecan pie is overrated. Joseph, who hurt you? Joseph should be beaten. Sell, and I will buy on Happy Joseph's internment in a Turkish prison. Wow. You, you are. I, I, I'm sure you're a terrible person. Just by, in fact, I'm, I'm confident of it. I will say this. Oh no! No no no! no, it, no, it's, no it's, but here, because it's not. I will true. wrap no, you in the shroud. Of trust me, okay. you'll get, you'll agree with this. Okay. Because it is so good, it's become a, it's become ubiquitous, and people just make some pretty lowbrow pecan pies. And I here I will say this: I don't think, I think pumpkin pie is basically pumpkin pie for the most part. Mm-hmm. I think. There is a very broad spectrum of quality within the pecan okay. pie world. So if he's had the right. counterfeit, I, mercy, I get okay. him. Okay. Because You're, I've had... That was harsh on my part. You're right. Mercy triumphs over it, judgment. Yes. Okay. I, can, let me just say this. There is a, you've never had a piece of, of pecan or pecan pie that you thought, that's okay. You've never had that. All right. You either thought, this is dreck. Or holy crap, why am I just now discovering this? It is a hot or cold dish. So if you ran into somebody who didn't know what they were doing or you bought a mediocre store version, then I can understand why you have that opinion. So I will still sell... But I will, I will take grant away some the mercy. Beating? Yes, yeah. I'll, I'll take the beating <laughs> off the table. I mean, yes. Todd yes. and I both aren't really sweet guys. We don't, we don't, and I think even Todd would, even even in this circumstance, I think even Todd would agree that you have to sweet pecan pie has to be really, really sweet. It, it yes. just has to be. If mm-hmm. it's not really, really sweet, then it's just cardboard. That's what it tastes like. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Bill Kindle says, and there's a picture attached to this, this is the best Christmas ornament ever. It's a recreation of Bruce Willis. I think that's Bruce Willis, right? Uh, From Die Hard, climbing through the duct system. I think that's Bruce Willis, right? Says the millennial. Yes. Um, No, it's not. But I like it. It's funny. You know, I might buy it just pure. You know what? I'll buy on the spirit of, of which you're attempting. Okay. But I, I've got, you know, a lot other of other Christmas ornaments I'll be putting up this weekend that I'm far more fond of than that. But I certainly appreciate what you are attempting to do, Bill. So in the spirit of the attempt, I will buy it. Agreed on that front. All right. Moving on to some call me Tim. 
Turducken is the best uh, or the greatest thing Madden brought to our attention. Uh, let's see. That's one. That's one thing there. Let's buy, sell, or hold on that. No, sell. I sell. I got to go with like the Telestrator and all that kind of stuff. Don't you? The Madden Cruiser. Yeah. yeah the, how about how about the football game? And this year's version is just in, insane. By the way, how good it is! Wow. I mean, it's. My I, wife walked in the other day. Saw me play, and she's like, "That is like a real. That looks like a real game, a real football. It's it's crazy how good this year's version is." Yeah, I I still am, I'm getting used to not being able to f- throw people open, but it is it is a fun game. Uh, second thing, Madden belongs in the sports broadcaster Mount Rushmore along with Bob. Is that Euchre? Euchre, yeah. yeah. Bob Euchre does not belong on the sports broadcasting Mount Rushmore. Okay, Madden is somewhat debatable. He was kind of the first real color guy that personality that you know he's a trendsetter. So maybe fine. I mean, Cosell pr- clearly belongs on that list. Keith Jackson for me Jackson. belongs yeah. on that on that list, um, and then I think you could talk you know from Al Michaels calling Super Bowls to Do you believe in miracles? Um, I'm ashamed. No, I did, it was like two weeks ago. I didn't know Al Michaels had that call. Yeah, oh, miracle God. on ice. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, wow. I mean, I, I, I know he's descended into self parody in recent years. Bob Costas though is an all timer. Um, uh, you could you could have a, a lot of conversations about who goes in that fourth spot. You know, uh, baseball. You're talking about uh, from Vin Scully to you know, and it's not just his radio work, but he was the voice of Major League Baseball our whole childhood. The game of the week on NBC, the World Series on on NBC. Um, I mean, there's a ton of names. Dick, uh, you have uh, Dick Enberg was the voice of NBC Sports. Kurt Gowdy was the voice of NBC Sports before Dick Enberg. You know, um, you could put a lot of people on the the fourth spot, but for me, the three for sure, I would put there. I'd put Madden there. Um, I, Keith Jackson was there, and Cosell would be there, and then I'd have a I'd have to have a long conversation about who would be fourth. Uh, I'm selling. Neither one of them would be on the Mount Rush. I mean, I understand why Euchre is. If you're a guy like me from Wisconsin, sure, and it's, why put, involved, it, yeah. it's why I don't think. Um, you know, um, Bob Eufer, the all-time great voice of the Michigan Wolverines, you know, uh, belongs on, on that list. Or, you know, the great voice of the Detroit Tigers doesn't... Is, he was, he was, that's what I listened to growing up. But, you know, if you didn't grow up there, you don't know right. who I'm talking about. Brent right. Musburger, you are looking live. That's it. He would absolutely be in the conversation probably, of belonging on that list somewhere. My, my Mount, Mount Rush War would probably be the same as yours, and I'd put, I'd put Musburger. I mean, you look at Musburger invented the studio show with the NFL today, oh. invented the on site studio show with the NFL today, the Super Bowl pregame show. Uh, so when you look at what he did in studio work and then play by play as well, um, you know the vo- the voice of the Final Four, our m- most of our lives, for example, he w- he is in the conversation for me and for who would be on that fourth spot. Yeah, agreed. All right, uh, next, Bradley Schick says the Detroit Lions will win on Thanksgiving Day, starting a winning streak that puts them out of the running for a top five pick. Sell, sell. Who do they play Thanksgiving? They day? play the Bears, but it looks like they're going to have to play David Blau, the former Purdue quarterback, because Stafford's out. I don't think Stafford will play again this season. I think he could get, if the team was in it, he could be healthy enough to make it happen, but there's no point putting him in there with a fractured back when you're not going anywhere. They're, they're too low. This is, what's happening now is a full-fledged meltdown. So remember what I always tell you when it comes to handicapping. The trend is your friend, until it runs into human nature, okay? And so, Bradley, is it Bradley Schick? You said sent that uh, to Bradley us? Bradley Schick. Oh, Schick, okay. Mm-hmm. So, Bradley, under normal Detroit Lions conditions, 
your analysis is spot on. That's how they roll. Go win on Thanksgiving and then, you know, win a bunch of games, meaningless games in December and pick 12th again and not get a difference maker player immediately. That's normally how they roll. But the problem is this year, they're over, they're just destroyed with injuries. Basically, anybody on the team that you thought was good in the first three weeks of the year when they're in first place, gone, done, not playing right now. They're signing running backs off the street, linemen off the street, third third string quarterbacks. So, no, I, I think it's far more likely they do not win another game the rest of the season. In fact, that's what I am rooting for, for them to finally tank this thing the right way. And if you're out there losing to the Washington Redskins last week, whose quarterback is so not ready to play that he thought the game was over, so he was taking selfies with fans, Dwayne Haskins was, so that the backup had to come in to actually do the victory formation to end the game. All right. When you're losing to that team, you're not, you're, you're, you're just, your roster is depleted. That's bad. Yeah. See this. If when Steve talks Michigan, he's, he's ultimately just a fan like anybody else. He's just a slappy. uh, And I would be more than happy to, to, you know, to push back just to push back because that's what guys do with each other's sports teams. But when it comes to this, this is metaphysical, baby. Oh, this is why I I am like from the Mandalorian. This is the way I just, (laughs) he has spoken. (laughs) I have spoken. (laughs) So say we all. Yes. (laughs) Oh, mercy. Um, I have been looking for lists like what we're about to uh, go through from one of our listeners. I've been looking for a list like this just for you and Todd for a while, Steve. And Nathan Kodas actually put it together for me. Not Thanksgiving-related, but the top 80s iconic items. You guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. Oh, this is great. All right, number 10. So, again, lists, you buy. It means you agree with where something is at on a list. Sell, okay. you don't agree. Gotcha. Number 10, jellies, shoes. Sell. That's... It's not a top well, 10 Well, I'm a item. dude. I, if a girl yeah. might have a different answer, but that... Go, uh, let gonna, me see, go back to the... Let me see the whole list. I won't see, spoil see it. That. Okay, that's on the list at Moss there. See, don't right. do that. Yeah, no, okay. Don't but do it's that. a sell for me, but I, maybe I can see maybe why a girl would it's have them there. But I, it's a sell, I would but sell. I understand. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Trapper Keeper. Bye. Bye. One of the great... What is that? Exactly. <laughs> it was, it was, it was, you know, the notebook to have when we were kids. And they'd have cool designs and colors and everything else that would go along with it, you know. Was it like and an iPad or something. <laughs> so old. We're just old now. You we know thought what? it was an iPad. It's to Aaron, us in 1983. Yeah, Aaron, have you ever seen like one of those brown accordion folders that it kind of expands? It's a business thing. You've, if you've been in Office Depot, they, yeah. It's kind of like a kid's glorified, yes. bedazzled one. Yes. It's, it's rather pathetic. Like, but. if I, if you were going to tell me what to put on that list other than jellies, how about the Crayola Crayon 64 crayon set with the sharpener? Well, Something, that yeah. precedes the 80s, though. You think I mean, that's older than the 80s? Okay. I think so. Right. Uh, number eight, blank cassettes. Oh, bye. Bye. Yeah, you got to make your mixtapes mix uh, and everything yeah. else. Yeah, I got to buy on that. Yeah. How many mixtapes did y'all. Uh, did y'all make I, for count, your uh, countless, countless? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. For significant others? Oh no. Yeah, yes and no. Yeah, no. for yourself and significant others. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, number seven, Swatch Watch. Yeah, I had that for sure. Buy that belongs on my list. What's a Swatch Watch? It's a watch that basically was really fancy because it had like bands across the front of it, so it made it really difficult to actually tell the time on your watch. But for some reason, we thought those were really cool. No, yes. Yeah. Well, that's the. Tr- it's a watch. That was called a swatch, 
And therefore, for whatever reason, everybody needed to have it, and that's all you really need to know. I'm yes. looking this up right now. Yes, Swatch we, belongs in the list, I think, for sure. Swatch Watch. It just was uh, all kinds of colors and iterations, kind yeah. of like a Trapper Keeper. Yep. I mean, it's... A, so it's... Okay. It's it's nothing special then. Um, number six, video... You had to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> number six, arcade video games. Oh, good. Bye. Well, if anything, it's not high bye. enough. I mean, yeah. listen, I, I, just bought, I just spent... Um, you know, I just spent my Christmas money on getting the 1982 version of the old Star Wars arcade game uh, that we that I used to play where you're in the Death Star Trench. That's sitting in my man cave right now. So, yeah, that's absolutely I mean, that was the place to go to hang out. All the stuff you see about that on Stranger Things and stuff. That's all how it was back in the day. That That's totally, totally accurate. Yes. Yep. All right, uh, number five, a members-only jacket. I absolutely had. Do you have one of those? No. Because I had like 12. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Got a different color like every year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, that members-only jackets, absolutely. I mean, they were on all the TV shows that we watched, you know, from the Fall Guy to Dynasty. Absolutely, members-only jackets belong on the list. Oh, is that like uh, the Fonz with the Fonz War? No, that's a leather jacket. That's oh. a, that, That's actually timeless. See, These aren't. See, there okay. were sell, and this was not in, like there were just things my mom and my like like jellies. This um, uh, parachute pants. Do you remember those? Like, I do. I, yeah. Like the, there yeah. was like, of course, I didn't even have to ask. I don't even remember if I did want to at any conscious level because I was told you, you're not wearing parachute pants. Yeah, I never had parachute pants, but I absolutely had several members only jackets growing up. You bet. Uh, number four, Cabbage Patch slash action figures. Yeah, I mean, I mean, people literally killed folks to get Cabbage Patch dolls yes. in stores. That was that was really the 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 first. Now you know we do it all the time with whether it's Xbox or the new PlayStation. It's kind of what's this year's tramp, mm-hmm. get trampled to buy toy. Yeah. The first one ever was really the Cabbage Patch dolls. That was the first time that we had stories in malls about people getting trampled trying to buy these things. Yeah, yeah, buy. All right, number three, neon clothes. Sell so, way too high. It's that's right. It's too high. Now that's like, do you remember, um, like the brand, it, like Ocean Pacific, sure. and that stuff. I had a lot I mean, of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. yeah. I mean, you yeah, you wore it. But, but see, it's I kind of feel high. like it. It's touched on with some of the other things. That was what, that's what was cool about members only yeah, jackets. You know, I kind of feel like this kind of yeah. that, that, that's what was cool about trapper keepers too. They had was the eighties vibrant colors. Yeah, and swatches the same thing. That's why it's kind of double dipping. Number two, Rubik's Cube. All-time 80s yeah. thing. Yeah, I, th- I think that's too high on the list, but it, it, it absolutely belongs in the top 10. Maybe low, maybe ninth or 10th, yeah. but it belongs. And I, maybe this speaks to my curiosity and our intellect. I was never like, I, I, I've never felt called to solve that thing. Like I'd turn it like five times and I was bored and I moved on. Yes. I, I yeah. used to be able to yeah. solve it in like two or three minutes. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Yeah, no uh, I, uh, that's why he's behind that desk and we aren't yes yeah uh, it's not like i memorized moves or anything either it was just my he just jumped on youtube watched yeah. the video and, uh, and, and followed yeah. along yes yeah uh number one sony walkman oh yeah revolutionary yeah yeah now i'm kind of surprised the atari 2600 is on the list because i'd say that was also pretty revolutionary yeah yeah i mean those two things changed changed our lives growing up those two things did 
you know, in the wintertime, particularly if you're going up in a place like Wisconsin yeah. or Michigan, you know, and there's 10 feet of snow on the ground two months out of the year, and it's not as easy to walk over to the arcade or get mom and dad to want to drop you off. Um, you know, let me just get a mom and dad, just spend a couple hundred bucks on an Atari 2600 and just have your neighborhood kids hang out in the basement and, you know, and do that all day. Right. Oh, the games too. I mean, river raid, all the, and, I, yeah, uh, pitfall, goodness, the Activision yeah. games were yeah. the best. Yep. Um, so I, I, I'm surprised that's not on the list. Uh, but Walkman would be right up there as well. The, the first, the, the idea of personal portable music that you took every with you everywhere that you wanted to go. Yeah. And that, and that, by the way, that's where you saw the explosion of the making of the mixtapes and things of that sure. nature. Yeah, Nathan, well done, my friend. Yeah, Thank that's you pretty so good much. List. That was yeah. a fun list. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to Chad Booman, who says corn must be mixed into the mashed potatoes and gravy on your plate. So, so, so. It, um, I don't even think it dignifies a further comment. Don't tell me what I yeah. have to do with yeah. my Thanksgiving plate. Yeah. Step off. Agreed. So, uh, yes. Tim Lowry says, to appease the rainbow jihad, Chick-fil-A will cave on one or both of the following within two years. One, open on Sundays only in the cities that rejected them in the airports. Or two, make donation to on-campus LGBT organizations that rejected them opening on college campuses. I think number two is far more likely than number one. I mean, I, I know why you guys keep predicting they're going to open on Sundays, but from a branding standpoint, that to me is is the is the fig leaf you throw out there to pretend you still have your original vision when you don't. Um, and I think it's far more likely they'll do stuff yeah. like number two. I'll generally buy on all this, which is why I also I think was the only one who who said on Friday that they're going to stay at their status because of all the things we talk. We're just such a weak. And fickle people. Some people are going to go away, but other, I, I, they, they, they played everybody. It's, it's been pathetic. But I don't, I don't think there's going to be some great fall. I think we're already getting pushed back at toilet. Oh, let them spend their money however they want to. They, they, they still make a great chicken sandwich. None no of one, that no is one the said, point. No one, exactly. No, no one has that, said otherwise. But that, exactly. It's not on our show. I don't know what everybody else is saying, but not, we haven't said anything otherwise. That's a separate conversation. Who's got the best chicken sandwich? And do I think I don't think their waffle fries suck now? Yeah. That, that's not, that's a separate conversation. We're talking about the theological convictions mm. of the company, not the quality of their food. Okay. I did post. It's probably my fault. Somebody probably saw me post sarcastically on Twitter. What the heck? I love Popeyes now when this news <laughs> came down. Um, Nick in, uh, let's see, Ohio Liberty 89 says, given that Trump's presidency seems providentially designed to expose everyone for who they truly are, Buttigieg must be the nominee for all the discussions on quote unquote progressive Christianity that will follow. Totally I love the synergy of what you're going for there. That's um, exactly behind yeah, you you thinking. have you you know the you have you've you've got Nick, you're 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 observant, you're paying attention to what's going on, okay, um, so I'll buy. I still don't believe he will be the nominee, but um, I think at the very least the impulse of the zeitgeist you're tapping into, of the kinds of people that are elevating him beyond his qualifications and capabilities is producing that right now. And, you, and, and evidence of that is that is the article we talked about well, in the last hour from The Root. And there's going to be more. More articles and more conversations like that. Yeah, but, and this is like, if you have the final eight in the basketball tournament, you, 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 odds are you're still not getting there. But when you are all a bunch of dark horses and you don't have to go through yeah, Kentucky, good analogy. Yeah. you got a better shot than ever. That's a good analogy. That's a good analogy. You're right about that. All right, we'll come back. 
more buy, sell, or hold as we continue live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Stay tuned. As we get into the holidays, best time of the year, particularly for food. And then after that, a whole bunch of people are going to feel real guilty and think, boy, now that January's here, I got to come correct. Uh, don't fall for either one of those canards. All right. Uh, in, instead, uh, change your lifestyle, live a healthier lifestyle. Now, what can make that difficult, though, is when you have trained your body to overeat for so long, trying to get it back in control can be can be hard because it's not what you're eating unless you've got like a you know a chronic and clinical food allergy issue. It's how much you're eating. That's the issue. So this is where Riduzone comes in. Uh, there is a molecule in your body called OEA that is supposed to be letting the brain know when the belly is full so that the brain then does its thing metabolically from there. But when you've just, uh, you know, uh, had poor eating habits for a long time, your body's just been trained to ignore that signal. Riduzone wants to put that, boost that signal by putting more OEA in your body. That's, that's all that it is. It's not loaded with additives, chemicals, preservatives, fillers um, of, of any kind, uh, stimulants, caffeine. It's just OEA. That's why it's FDA accepted, vegan friendly, and gluten free. All right. So if you want to give this a shot so that you can get your portion sizes and cravings under control and live healthier. Not just this time of year or during the January guilt season, but all year around. Try it right now. 30% off a three-month supply when you use my name, Steve, as the promo code at riduzone.com. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. 30% off promo code Steve at riduzone.com. Aaron, let's continue with buy, sell, or hold. Ryan Ben says Harbaugh will go full Kirk Ferentz this weekend and actually beat a top five team. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to buy. I think they're going to win. I do. I think it's the, I think it's a perfect historical setup for them. I think the elements are going to play a factor. You're looking at a lot of snow, sleet, rain, um, for the game, looking at the weather forecast. Um, if you look at the analytics of the two teams over the last five games, since Michigan's turned it on, their analytics are almost identical. Meaning if you looked at yards per play, differential, uh, efficiency numbers, these are right now probably two of the top three teams in the country when you look at analytics over the last five games in the month of November. I don't believe in that they're due or any of that kind of stuff. I don't believe in that. In sports handicapping, nobody's ever due. You know, I mean, that, there's a saying, the only thing due is rain. I mean, if they were due, they've been due for 15 years. I mean, they, they've been due longer than before Taylor Swift wrote her first breakup song, okay? So due doesn't do anything for me. I do think when you have a really good team, like in basketball tonight, you know, Michigan State laid an egg last week against or last night against Virginia Tech. You know, Tom Izzo got after him. They're coming back to tonight. I think they're going to play really well. That's not an example of do. That's, you know, playing. That's you know, just like you have regression to the mean. You have progression to the mean, too. That when somebody who's good plays bad, they're more likely to play good the next time than they are to play that bad twice in a row. So I don't think Michigan's do at all. But I think the circumstances of the game sets up very well for them. You also have an interesting dynamic where Ohio State has already clinched the division and they can lose this game and if they win the Big Ten, they'll still be in the playoff. And they played a very difficult physical game last week against Penn State. Like, I don't believe you're going to see um, uh, J.K. Dobbins carry the ball 36 times again like he did last week. They won't do that, I don't think, because they have a Big Ten championship game the next week and then two playoff games a couple weeks after that. Um, so 
it's not that I think Michigan wants it more, but there's but there's there's a, there's more massaging and game management here for Ohio State given those circumstances. You know, you come in here with Justin Fields has a has a bad hand and twisted his ankle. How much are you going to run him? And so I think I think you you just when you have a a, a larger picture to play for, then um, you, you, there's there's more of a management massaging situation where for Michigan it's. You know, this is a loser leave town match. Everything they've got, they got nothing after this. They don't have, you know, a, a championship game. They're not in the playoff. Um, and who knows how many of their guys will actually sit the bowl game out for the NFL draft and play it. So this is this is Super Bowl ninety nine thousand from a situational standpoint. And the way that they're playing, I think they match up pretty well. And if you take last year aside, actually, and in the Harbaugh era, a lot of these games have actually been pretty close. So I think I, th- I do. I think Michigan. I think Michigan's going to pull the upset on Saturday. So see, this is where I'm glad we had a Michigan question because this is where the locker room enters. This isn't like that crazy metaphysics of the Lions. What you saw was a guy who says all the things he has to say because he loves his team and he needs them to win. And yeah, you search for all the reasons why. It's oh, that's not happen. true. I'm going to take that as an insult. No, I've, no. I've sat here and picked Michigan to lose plenty of times. When I no, when but, I don't think they're going to win, I will tell you, no, I don't think they're going to win. No, 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 no. I said about this game. About this game. Is it, is it, is it, do they have a chance to win this game? Uh, of course they do. But in your analysis, you, be, I mean, you're pretty far to half. You do, you diminish the fact that this is, like, if not the, it's in say the kind of the most significant college football rivalry that we have, and suddenly one team is just not going to care about. I mean, trust, they don't care about. They, I didn't say they didn't care. I, they don't in care fact, about, I even answered that. Wisconsin, You're putting words in my no, mouth Wisconsin, that I did not say. Wisconsin, you want to pick apart my analysis? Fine. But pick apart the actual. I'm not I defensive. Thinking, I am your analysis. I'm, I'm actually speaking like the adult. You're the one overreacting. You're emotional about this, not me. I was just. I, you're, I, I'm not acting emotionally about the opposite this. Opposite is true. Because well, I thought I, the I shroud of Turin thing was going to create this type of argument dang it (laughs) i don't know enough about it to do that this michigan ohio state knows how important this game is it doesn't matter what they've got clinched they're not thinking about wisconsin or minnesota on the other end of this thing no i don't believe they're thinking about that i do think your head coach thinks about that stuff though in a game when you ran your running back 36 times last week and you have another game the next week because here's the thing if they beat michigan on saturday and lose next week they're not going to be in the playoff they're not going to be but so that that is where you do you you don't go in thinking we don't care about this game you go in there thinking we may have three more football games to play after this so we've got a pitch count on J.K. Dobbins because he can't run forty times two weeks in a row when another game next week he can't do that and that's the most important game on the schedule because if we lose that game we're not going to be in the playoff if we don't win the Big Ten championship game that's all I'm not saying there is there is there is a certain amount of that's the reality of the playoff era. That if you're in that position, you are thinking about those. And if the situation was reversed, Michigan would be thinking about those things as well. I mean, it was fascinating. Ari Wasserman is covers Ohio State football for the Athletic, and and three weeks ago he put out a poll that asked Ohio State fans, and like thousands of them voted in this. He asked them, "Hey, would you rather beat Michigan and not make the playoff, or or lose to Michigan and make the playoff?" And like it was eighty twenty, they'd rather beat Michigan and not make the playoff. This week, he asked the exact same question. Now that the event's actually here, and thousands of people voted in this as well, 
and the results were almost reversed. It was like 68% said, you know, I'd, I'd rather be in the playoff and play for the national championship than lose to Michigan. Well, uh, so it's, it, it's different when you're actually here because here's the thing. They well, beat fans us, are morons. So they've beaten us 15 years in a row. Yeah. National championships are hard to come by. And Ohio State's had teams that were really good that didn't win national championships. That's something that, particularly if the weather's going to be terrible, are you? how many times are you going to run Justin Fields on a bum ankle on snow and sleet and everything else when you've got a built-in excuse and three more games to play? Coaches do think about things like that. Players don't, but coaches do. Uh, Ohio State's going to win. Moving on. They, they very well might. I mean, they're 10-point favorites. It's not like this is some kind of grand pronouncement that you just made. They're they're ten point favorites. You know, I know the grand pronouncement was that Michigan's going. I do think I do. I really do believe Michigan is going to win. I do. I'm, I'm anxious to see what the money line on that is going to be. They don't have that out yet. I'm going to put money on Michigan. Uh, Andrew, Han- I just think it's going to be good value. This is going to be good value, no matter what. Andrew Hansen says the Bible character most like Trump is King Xerxes, and in the story, Haman would be Adam Schiff in the deep state, and we are Esther. Trying to save our people without destroying ourselves in the process. Sell. I love the parallel you're drawing, but I don't believe the Bible character Trump is most like is Xerxes. I believe it's actually another one. And because I because I want to enjoy my Thanksgiving and not read my <laughs> inbox and see what you all will do to it when I tell you what I really think about this, I'll keep that to myself. Okay. So I, I love the uh, I love the analogy you're drawing. Um it's it has it has value. I, I could I you know so I'll buy I'll buy that I can see why someone would think that way. Xerxes is just a complete and uh, you know total utilitarian, and um, we're the Esther trying to get t- trying to mold and move him to do righteous things. I, I okay, I think there's some more there's some validity to that. So I'll buy it. Sure, in the spirit of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Uh, last one before the power rankings. I'm not sure how to say your name. Kaikoa? Kaikoa, I think. Yeah. Um, says uh, Mount Rushmore of Thanksgiving losers, lima beans, wet dressing, Detroit Lions, cranberry sauce. What is wet dressing? I what don't is that? know. Not tr- I'm not, and so I'm not well, sure. Some, yeah. pa- some people call stuffing dressing. Is that Yeah, but I've something? never heard it called wet dressing. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, maybe maybe a little bit uh, too, too moist. Too, so- too yeah. soggy? Okay. Too soggy. Uh, All right, so what stuffing. else was that? Lima beans. Who's serving lima beans at Thanksgiving? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm selling What a, is this? What are you, what do you live in North Korea? Who the hell is serving lima beans matter. at that's Thanksgiving? Selling cranberry sauce. Could, that can't be on. It's outstanding. No, you, you, beets. Yeah. Okay. I've seen that. Yeah. People should be beaten for that. Okay, beaten. The only the only acceptable form of eating beets is in beet jelly or beet jam. Yeah, you know, or, if like li- or if you're like doing like a supplement because per, you know beets yeah. are considered a superfood nowadays. You know, so if you're doing it from a health supplement standpoint, cool. But if you're actually in, if you're like we're going to eat these, then you should be beaten. I mean, I, I can't put it any any plainer than that. That that that's felonious. Uh, but if you're serving lima beans and and you're not doing Thanksgiving in Pyongyang, you should be drug tested. All right. Who is serving lima yeah. beans? All right. Right. I don't know what what dressing is. Yeah. What was the other one? Uh, that it was lions. the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. The Lions actually don't have. There's this notion they play great on Thanksgiving every year. 
they're like they're like barely 500 all time on Thanksgiving. Interesting. Yeah. All right, the definitive top 10 power ranking of Thanksgiving food staples, courtesy of yours truly. And Steve looks incredibly excited to do this. Number 10. I'd rather have Todd over exaggerate yes. my Ohio State Michigan analysis so again. Sensitive. Oh. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, number 10. Yams slash sweet potatoes. And yeah, my my mother-in-law, if anything, it needs to be higher. My mother-in-law does this thing with, she basically turns the sweet potatoes into pecan pie filler. See. With marshmallows I'm and, and with the that. brown sugar and the, and the, and the pecans. And it is incredible. Incredible. Bye. I will buy, but this is one of those things like, and you make the point, this is one of those things like pecan pie. Before, I mean, you can really bring a weak game yes, to this. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you on that, too. Yeah. Uh, number nine, um, this is not going to make Steve happy, stuffing. If it's stovetop, man, I'm in. You know I love my stovetop. You, you agree that it's number nine? It should yeah. be higher? Yeah. Or, I don't know what else is next, though. I don't have a benchmark. That's true. Um, That's true. Okay. So, like, I, 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 like, I like stuffing even more, although I know, not more than my mo- mother-in-law's sweet potatoes. It's close, man, because I'm I, I love my white trash stovetop. That's close, so I'll let it stand because it's like right next to each other. But I I don't know what's coming next, so I I can't sell yet. Yeah, I'll buy. I'm fine. All right, number eight, pumpkin pie. Man, you drive a hard bargain, bro. You know I love pumpkin. Like, I love it. But is it too low at eight? All right, everything after this. This is our first benchmark on the list. Everything after this has to be better than pumpkin pie, or it's a sell. All right. Because if it's number eight, this the next seven here better be like, you know, steak tartare kind of good. Caviar. Caviar, yeah. I'm going to sell because it does have to be higher. I, as you said before, I don't have a huge sweet tooth, but pies during the holidays are my jam. And this has got to be at least in the f- five, six area. So needs to be higher. Uh, number seven, cranberry sauce. I you would, should be beaten. Yeah. You should. You should be. In fact, I'm. I'm going to take you out back when we're is. done here. I is. mean, I, cranberry sauce over pumpkin pie. Uh, that that yeah. I, I don't even know what to. I have to sell why, on why that. Why did I alone. hire you? It is a absolute holiday Thanksgiving staple. Yeah, but even better if, than pumpkin yeah, that's pie. That's my point. That's why I'm selling. Even yeah. if you even if you don't like it, you understand its yeah. merits See, as its place on the table. Is, but over pumpkin pie, yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, I'm having, I'm having cranberry stuffing for that very reason, okay? Yeah. But over pumpkin pie, I mean, honestly, somebody dropped you on your head as a child. I mean, that's just it's a terrible call. It's a terrible call. Uh, number six, corn. <laughs> so, see the... <laughs> see what I did there? I reeled you in a little bit. Now I know I'm being trolled, okay? See, corn is... Corn. <laughs> Corn. Yeah, corn. You, corn. Corn is so. If green bean casserole is next, uh, I'm going to. I'm uh, gonna. I'm gonna pull yeah, the pull the on. car over. It's right? not on the list. And don't maybe come back there. Yeah. Okay. Corn is not better than pumpkin pie, man. What is wrong with you? Goodness gracious! Yeah. All right, let's sell. So. Yeah. Okay. Number five, ham. Ham is better than corn. It's I be- love ham. Definitely I love better ham. than pumpkin pie. But not, for, not better than not, pumpkin pie. It's better than pumpkin pie. Meat is this always is, Thanksgiving. This you, is Thanksgiving, right? You, yeah. Both of your dude codes or dude cards are revoked right now. Saying anything is better than meat 
in within a meal this is, th- is absolutely what? did he trick us with the premise what's the question again seeing a dessert is better than meat what's the power cl- what is the thanksgiving question? food power ratings yeah it's power it ratings. is and ham is rated yeah, above no ham and is i not, will not i will oh, not ham is a staple i will not be you, lectured to by the man who just a minute ago said corn i will not be lectured to <laughs> by you sir no Oh boy! Hannah's- Both of your dude codes are dude cards are revoked. Uh, number four: mashed potatoes and gravy. Not better than pumpkin pie. No, but it no. needs to be number four. See, it, but if it, if if pumpkin pie was number three and mashed potatoes and gravy was number four, would you agree with that? I'd be okay with it probably then. So yeah. then you agree with where it is on the list? But it's got to be. I have a benchmark. It's too high if that's where pumpkin pie is at. Mm. So no, yeah. this isn't the first time we've done this. You know how I roll. No, that's the benchmark. No. There is very little in this world at any time, Thanksgiving or otherwise, that is better than thanks, the pe- right, mashed potatoes gotta, and gravy. We got to get through these last three really quick. Uh, number three, pecan pie. I'll buy that. I'm in. Sell. Because if it's done right, I like it even better than the pumpkin pie. Sell too high. Uh, number two, turkey. Buy. Buy. That's the staple. That's the, that's the, that, that's the cornerstone. That's number the one, grandma slash mom slash aunt's homemade fill in the blank. Sell. Sell. Because wow. we already met. We're, why do you why. guys hate we your already, mom we, so we already, much? We already mentioned grandmas at, when we talked about sweet potatoes. Why do you guys list. hate your grandma so much? Did you hate your mom so much? And Not nearly as dance. much as right now we hate you. Hmm. Another thing you'll hate is getting involved in the real estate market without a real estate agent that you can trust. That's why you want to go to this website right now, realestateagentsitrust.com, where you're going to meet an agent in your area who has checked all three of the following boxes. Number one, they have a proven track record of being successful as a real estate agent. I know that's kind of funny. Don't take that for granted though. Okay, number two, that they understand uh, the market forces in the market that you're buying and or selling in. And then number three, that they know what professional courtesy means because it really matters. It's very relational. It's really a partnership between you and your agent. So the more that there's a rapport and a relationship there, the more likely it is it's going to pay off for the both of you. So if you want to find an agent that checks all three of those boxes, you want to go and find this website, realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, go to realestateagentsitrust.com. I'm so hungry right now. Yeah. I am kind of after going through that, actually. Yeah, I got I got lunchtime coming up. But um, what does your does your grandma do a fill in the blank? Because at our house, Amy's mom, grandma, her fill in the blank is the is the sweet potatoes that we already talked about. Oh, well then, well I mean, yeah, there's always something. Yeah, uh, usually there's some sort of uh, salad or something, some special salad or something that, uh, that she has a fruit salad that we all like as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Oh, it's the yeah, it's the fruit salad with whipped cream and then Snickers. Yeah, bars yeah, tossed in. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah. What about it, your grandma? What was special? Yeah, did she have a special grandma fill in the blank? Oh well, green bean casserole, and that is righteous, righteous. Did you buy or sell on that last one, Todd? I freaking hate I, that crap, huh? man. Well, it's just not number one. I sold because it's not number one. Ugh, that's just nasty. It's grown up food. It's nasty, nasty, nasty. Aaron, your thoughts on green bean casserole, your chance to redeem yourself. I haven't had it for year, eons. There you go. You're back. You're back. It's nasty. If, the, I, if, if green bean casserole was a I, Facebook I hate, status, will, it would be nasty. I will tell you, I hate green beans, though, with the burning passion of a thousand suns. Only thing good about the green bean casserole are the onion, crispy onions at the top. You just get a can of those and eat them by yourself and share, spare yourself the rest of the sludge. Everybody else, though, have a great Thanksgiving. And enjoy that nasty green bean casserole. Same to you, Todd and Aaron as well. 
We will be back again on Monday after a long break. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.